Hello, I'm Nadia Bilchik. This is another episode of Korea Caffeine. And I am so delighted to have business and life strategist. And Tammy, you'll have to pronounce your last name for us. Well, I say it as sugar, though you could roll the R if you wanted to, but it's Tammy Sugar. And Tammy is not only a business and life strategist, but she is also the founder of the I Am Worth It Project. And actually has a multitude of skills, talents, and accolades. So, Tammy, let's start off with the fact that you were a former Costco executive, a sweet C-suite leader, and you decided to go into the business of really helping women particularly find their voices. Yeah, I think uh, for me, Nadia, what is interesting is that, um, you know, you never know what uh, dream is, is ahead of you if you're willing to dream just a little bigger. And and uh, according to the way I started in life, most people would say I didn't follow the right path, but I ended up not only with Costco, which was an amazing learning experience and loved being there, but uh, my last role before I jumped into my destiny was uh, with a startup company where uh, we were converting waste energy into usable electricity. And that really was the role that taught me how valuable knowing your worth is. So that's interesting. You took an idea into a multi-million dollar company. And how does knowing your worth, how did it impact that? I I think the biggest thing was that uh, as a woman, I was out there and and from the outside, definitely successful uh, from all accounts. Um, But we don't always know what's going on in the inside. And, um, you know, there was, I was with the startup company about four and a half years and was heading in for my uh, performance review uh, and raise discussion, which most people have had an experience with. And I was on the phone with my son discussing my strategies about this conversation I was going to have with my boss. And just before we hung up, my son said to me, mom, it's not that they don't value you. It's that you don't value yourself. And it was one, I love aha moments because you can never go back and think the same way again. And it was in that one moment that I realized that I didn't really believe that I was worth it. And how that showed up in my day-to-day life, in my career, was that I never really asked for anything. I was always waiting for other people to notice and reward me. And if you're doing that, you already know that it doesn't work out so well. So I think that's excellent. I mean, the concept of a shift from uh, I am worth it versus someone else thinking I'm worth it. So as an NLP expert and as a business coach, how do you work with individuals, particularly women, because that's your area of expertise, on they're doing okay, they want to go to the next level, but somehow there's that insecurity of not being given up. What are some practical tips that you can help advise guidance to get people to that aha moment? So for me, it really is about becoming a a belief detective in your own life. Uh, We really are, as children, um, indoctrinated with beliefs. This is not about being having good or bad parents or where you grow up. It really is just the way as human beings we accept information, especially as uh, children, you know, from zero to eight, scientists are saying that basically we're in a hypnotic trance. So imagine, you know, uh, 
taking in all this information without the ability to decipher whether it's good for you or not. So I always say to people that, you know, you move into adulthood with these beliefs. People always recognize these, like I'm good at math, um, but I'm not very good at reading. I can uh, sing, but I can't dance. But we accept all these beliefs about ourselves and we don't ever question whether they're true or not true or not when we get to be adults we just say that's who I am I'm shy you know or I I I talk too much so I think the number one thing is to recognize that you're carrying things so when you hear yourself saying I am this ask yourself is that still true when I'm working with women they'll say well it is true I am shy and I'll say but how is that serving you because sometimes you know you still may believe it's true but if it's not allowing you or leading you to the living the highest version of whatever you decide your life should be, then the great thing about us as human beings is we have this amazing superpower called our brain, and we can delete that data, and we can create a new pattern. Now, there's a very interesting survey on your website. When people go onto your website, which is IamWorthItProject.com, you ask a couple of questions. So, Take us through, and I'm hoping whoever's listening will do the survey, and what conclusions can you come to from doing that? I think the main purpose of the survey, uh, again, links back to what I call, you know, most people do the aha moment, is that when we're, we're in living in our own little world, we can't see the forest for the trees. And what happens is when you take the quiz, It allows you the opportunity to get that little aha that's going to make you think in a different way. Because what we really, what we believe is holding us back is usually not what is. And mostly it's because we have a tendency to look externally uh, to, you know, our job like I have in the past, my boss, you know, perhaps it's a marriage and or the economy. But in reality, what is usually holding us back is something that's happening happening internally. And the good news about that is that you have the power to change that. You don't have to have anyone else do that for you. Now, you have coached numerous people and worked in so many organizations. Is there an example of somebody you can give us, and even if it is yourself, of somebody who was blaming the external and by shifting and looking at what's holding them back internally made the shift. Do you have an example, a story? I sure do. So it's one of my favorites and it's one of my favorites to teach to women who are working on their careers. So I had a young girl who uh, was working for me in a human resource role and uh, we uh, had quite a difficult CEO, brilliant, but difficult. And a lot of people had a challenge going in to speak with him and ask for things. And people would walk away saying, oh, he's just terrible. We can't talk to him. He's not, you know, he's not the kind of boss that's going to be able to help us. And um, one of the things that I taught her is that we're not really looking. There is, we're looking for this mythical leader that doesn't exist, you know, because most people are getting into their roles, you know, without proper training. Um, and they become leaders. But what you can do is you can decide instead of waiting for that mythical leader, you're going to take charge of that relationship. So I call it train your boss, but really it's about building that relationship 
and going in, and that's what I taught her, is go in, get to know him. One of his soft spots or sore spots was money. So you never want it to start a conversation asking for money. You want it to start with success, things that you've achieved. You know, tie that money in the middle and wrap it up with how you are going to be able to use that money to improve profit or increase revenue. And it really changed her perspective. To this day, it's been probably about five or six years since we worked together. She says that one thing has allowed her to not only increase her salary, but grow her career because she's not waiting for her boss to uh, allow her to be successful. She's taking charge of that relationship. So powerful. If anybody's just listening or halfway through, I'm talking to Tammy Sugar. She is a business and life strategist. She's the founder of the I Am Worth It Project.com. She's a former Costco executive. She's been a C-suite leader and a multitude of other things. Too many to say in a few minutes. The other thing, Tammy, you say that women should do, and let's go through them individually. You say stand up, speak out, soar. And let's start up with, with stand up. We often are not standing up for what we want. We uh, know what we want. We we look at it kind of like a, a dream that we have, and we are in what I call this perpetual waiting mode, waiting for someone or something to come along that to give us permission. And we really don't need permission. We don't need permission to get a seat at the table. We don't need permission to um, grow our career. But when we stand up and are, are willing to be vocal, my mom, who is in heaven now, so <laughs> bless her, she used to say about don't toot your own horn, right? Um, so really don't talk about yourself. But in, you know, we take that into business. And in business, you can't wait for people to notice you. You have to stand up and be able to articulate exactly what you are contributing to the business. One of my favorite books, interestingly enough, Tammy, is how to toot your own horn without blowing it. <laughs> you know, because it's like the concept of, and I think you and I are so aligned in, you know, the concept of personal branding is how do you stand up? But how do you stand up in a way that feels authentic and doesn't feel like you're bragging? So one of the suggestions I make to people is if I'm coming to Tammy because I want to share an accomplishment, I say, Tammy, um, I want to share one of my accomplishments so that you know how I can be a resource for you. So I do it in such a way that I'm doing it for you, not to you. Because so often we don't want to share our accomplishments for fear of coming across as boastful. But if we do it in a way that says, these are my skills and accomplishments, so you can better understand how I can be a resource to you. So that's something I think that aligns so well. So it's, it's an authentic way of standing up. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Then the speaking out. Probably the most important um, lesson that I learned when I went in to ask uh, for that raise after that conversation with my son, that was the very first time, and I was 52, that I hadn't accepted what was offered to me because he had a great offer, um, but I knew I wasn't making the same money as the president, even though we were in equal C-suite roles. And for the first time, I said, no, that's not good enough. Mm. You know, 
I was scared when I walked away. I'm not going to lie, Nadia. When I left that room, I was just like, oh my God, I, I might end up a bank lady or something, you know, because I I really hadn't embraced being worthy of what I was asking for. But when I went back the next day, I was given more than I even asked for. And I realized in that moment that how much had I left on the table, be it money, be it dreams, be it opportunity, because I didn't ask. And I, I teach now women how, how to be able to go and ask, especially when you're uncomfortable. Um, but we have to be able to ask for what we want because waiting only brings resentment and usually doesn't lead you to uh, the dreams that you have. So let's look at that for a moment because I think so many people who are listening and certainly people in my classes and workshops and yours, the how to ask. So let's say you are in a situation where you feel you are not the famous one, that the men in your organization are earning more than you are and you want to tell your boss that. How do you go about it in a way that feels comfortable for you, that you don't threaten the other person? That's a really great question. So for me, it's not, I never made it about the other person. And I, uh, if there was one tip that you take away, I would encourage all women, well, all people really, to be keeping a success journal, um, a journal that you keep every day where you write down what you've achieved, uh, you know, in that day, whether it's in business where you've increased productivity. For me, I do it personally as well. But in business, it's very important because when you get to the end of your year or the time to have that conversation, you're not going to remember what you've accomplished. But when you go in, it's important that that you treat this conversation like a business conversation and bring in what you've accomplished. Not that, you know, I, I, would, I can recall having conversations where I said, well, I'm working so hard, right? Uh, so uh, take up the generic and make it more specific. Exactly. And know that you're going to be uncomfortable asking and that's okay. So, you know, I have a rock that I carry with me. Um, that's a special rock to me. I put it in my pocket if I'm going to go into a serious negotiation so that I can remind myself if I start to feel uncomfortable, hold on to the rock because when we're uncomfortable, we keep talking and we start justifying why we're asking and we usually talk ourselves out of what we're asking for. No, that's so helpful, isn't it? Just to remember, you know, Elvin Toffler said, the less you need something, the more power you have. And not to go into these situations feeling needy because that manifests in a multitude of ways, including over-speaking. Um, and in negotiation, I've always found the term your backner, you know, your best alternative to a negotiated agreement. The idea that what am I prepared to go with? What won't I go with? What is acceptable? But you, you bring up such important points, Tammy, is that sometimes we just don't feel worthy deep down. And by having those success stories, those moments, it just validates you. And also being able to share them very competently and very effortlessly, just as a reminder to that individual of the value you bring. And then finally, you speak about soaring. Yeah, well, my favorite, because, you know, we, uh, and, and, you know, if I were to sum up everything that I'm doing right now with the I Am Worth It project, it is that I want to teach women, but I also want to be a living example that anything is possible. I, I really lived most of my life with very small dreams, um, because I, I didn't believe I, I was capable. We believe there's these 
special successful people in the world that are going to get all the success or there's a stamp you get at birth. But if you can just dream a little bigger, so whatever that dream is, just dream a little bit bigger. And most importantly, believe it's possible. When you're in that belief mode, don't worry about the how because belief is free. And I think that when we can have those two things mixed with some action, you can soar into any life uh, that you want and wish for. And I, I guess that's my big message to women is that really, if you have that dream, you can go get it. But I like that you say mixed with action. Tim, you'll appreciate yes. this. I spoke to Paul Jenkins yesterday. He was one of the original creators of the Spider-Man story. He's a cartoonist. He's a novelist. He's a creator. He's a gamer. One of the most genius people in that arena. And I was talking to him and I said to him, so how do you source talent to work with you in your multimedia world? And he said, I don't look for talent that I look for hard work. And I thought that was interesting. You know, talking about, he said, I look for people that have this incredible work ethic. Yes, they're creative, but creative alone. You know, it's that ability to put it into action. So I think, as you say, soaring, and you've articulated that so well. And the other thing I really was intrigued by in, in reading about you and looking about you, and by the way, you must visit Tammy's site, which is it's IamWorthProject.com because it just gives you so much insight. You speak about NLP, and I think, you know, it's one of those buzzwords that's bandied around neuro-linguistic programming. Help us as people who are in the corporate world, who are navigating our careers, understand how we can apply it and what we should know about it. Well, simply put, because there's a lot of definitions, but simply put, for me, the explanation is how your brain, which is your superpower, drives your behavior. And how we sometimes focus on or or believe that we lack willpower, we're a quitter, you know, we start things and we don't finish. But in reality, there's all these things that happen in your brain that are just part of being a human being. And it happens to all of us. And when we can learn how to interrupt those patterns and install new ones, it's amazing what you accomplish. I use it even with my uh, grandchildren. When they had nightmares, I taught them how to make them disappear. But most importantly, the ability to increase confidence, which most people are looking for, and the ability to take something that's not working for you and replace it simply and easily with something that's going to help you. So can we put that into practical terms? I know so many women struggle with and something I spend a lot of time talking about, let's say speaking skills. You stand up, you always feel nervous. You never feel like you have a right to speak up in a meeting. And that's something that you've been told, you know, you need to be more bold. You need to speak up more. What, you know, what is your advice on how to deal with those moments? If it indeed does apply to this. It certainly does. And so, and, and so the, the most important thing when it comes to just before uh, you're speaking, I have a, a process that I call the circle of, of confidence, but you can even create your own process. But what it is, is that you, before you get on that stage, are telling yourself, everything is going to be okay. I am able to do this because I walk around and I speak all day. It seems simple, but it's all these things. But when you're getting up to speak, the most important thing that you can do is 
to get your body moving. I mean, everybody says it, but for me, it's about music. It's about interesting music and putting it on. So I have my own special uh, song that that gets me uh, moving. So that's one piece. But the other thing that that I think really helps women when I teach about speaking is that, listen, if you get up there and it's happened to me, maybe it's happened to you, uh, where you get up there and I actually forgot the last thing that I said. And so I used to have this big fear about that. And then I realized if this happens to me, I'm just going to say to the audience, guess what just happened? And you know what? You create such a bit better connection because people see that you are also real and things happen. And I say, guess what just happened? You're not going to believe it, but I just forgot. I know. I- and you're right. <laughs> Excellent advice. You know, funnily enough, I always say to people, people always want you to succeed, don't they? They want they you to be good. With one exception, by the way, if you're a magician, then they're looking to get you back. <laughs> but other than that, that's so helpful to be able to just you know, what's the worst thing that can happen? I sometimes say to people, you know, the phrase, oh, sorry, let me rephrase that. But no, you cannot start again. But I like that being very authentic and transparent. Absolutely. And and people appreciate that. And it doesn't, you know, and it doesn't damage your credibility. And it's happened to all of us in conversations, not just when we're speaking, but in reality, people are connecting with your message. So you're at a, an interesting phase of your life. You mentioned grandchildren. Are there grandsons, granddaughters? I have a grandson who's going to be 11, and my granddaughter is uh, seven years old. Really, they are the inspiration. They're about my big why. Oh, that's right now. So this is a good time to say, you know, as mothers of daughters, and particularly because your work has involved, and I hope they're men listening to this too, because everything you've said applies and our engineer, Keith, is on the line, and I know he's going nodding, saying, yes, 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 this applies to me too. But particularly, you know, message to our daughters, because some parents, and I don't know if you were raised as a, as a woman who was told, yes, she could do anything. Is that something you were raised with? Um, you know, I, I know my parents always believed in me, but I think my background coming from where we didn't have a lot of money and basically, you know, that kind of thing where they say about the wrong side of the track, I wasn't able to dream very big. So really, I mean, which is makes it all the more remarkable, but also I think that's what's so fascinating about you as a coach and a teacher and a speaker is you really relate to people on a multitude of levels because when one sees you or looks at your site, you go, oh, Tammy Schwager, she's naturally confident. Yes, that's true. And I think that's what I love to share because often we see people only from the outside package. And so for me, it really is, I have opened my life up uh, for examination so that people can see that um, no matter where you are, no matter what you've done or believe you've mistakes you've made in the past or where you are right now or how bleak at this moment the future might seem, that you can at any moment make a decision to to transform that. Tammy Sugar, we are looking at sugar sprinkles, sprinkles of sugar, sprinkles of great advice and guidance and sweetness, but also nutrition. 
What is your final word for your message to your granddaughter? If you were going to write her a letter, I always say, and I'll give you a moment to think about this because I am putting Tammy on the spot, even though, as you can tell, this is no issue for her whatsoever. But Tammy, I always say to my two daughters who are now 28 and 25, I always say two most important things in life, resilience and learning how to handle conflict. What do you think for your grandchildren and for people listening, are the most important things. Sprinkles of Tammy's sugar. I just actually had this conversation with my granddaughter over um, school. She's in grade two, and she said, Grandma, you know, I'm being bullied. And, you know, she's seven, and even at that age, she's worried about what people think about her. And so my, my message to like not just children, but especially to my grandchildren, is that, well, I want them to know how to read because a computer can't do that for you. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. I want them to get good at so that's important. But I want them to believe in themselves and to never take what other people have to say. And that's not just if people are saying something negative about you, but if the world says you can only do something one way, and if you don't have those right criteria, you can never do that. You you don't um, accept that as true. You always believe. You believe. You, you need to know how to read, and you need to believe in yourself that anything is possible for you because it is. Tammy Sugar, you are an inspiration. Anyone who's listening can find Tammy and more of Tammy's wisdom on IamWorthProject.com. And you can do her free survey. And Tammy, I look forward to having many wonderful, wonderful interactions and conversations with you and just continuing our wonderful dialogue and discussion. This is Career Caffeine. I'm Maria Bilchik. Tammy Sugar, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much.